Hello, Greg. Hello, Nick. Hello, this is podcast number one of the Film Smiths. I am Nick Smith. And I'm Gregory Smith. And boy, is this exciting. <laughs> this is this is so fun. I'm so glad that you had this idea um, to create a podcast because I feel like so much, we're doing so much and we're trying to figure all this out. And just to be able to kind of share this is, uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, from the beginning, you know, from stage one. Yeah. Um, I want to share where this started, uh, what we went through to get to the next steps, to where we're at now, to where we're taking it, uh, and yeah. what we've learned along the way, you know? Yeah, so uh, uh, real quick, I mean, for the people who don't know who we are, what we're about, we shot an eight-episode documentary series that right now we're about to start pitching to a number of networks. We're looking at Facebook TV to YouTube Red to Netflix to some of the more traditional networks. But we want to take you back to the beginning. Um, and and this whole thing for us, it, it's uh, it's been such a learning you know experience. I'm 21 years old. You're... <laughs> What are you at these days? I'm 20 these days, Gregory. <laughs> One year behind. And so, um, yeah, I just I just think this is an interesting journey. And it's it's these discussions we're having, like, all the time. And so, you know, might as well do it in the form of a podcast. Yeah, it's just a journey that we want to take you on and tell you a little more about. Um, I think the podcast can be very interesting and we have a lot of stories to tell that we've picked up along the way, eh, Greg? Oh, certainly. Certainly. So, you want to get going and take off? Yeah, I Podcast guess. Podcast we... number one of the Filmsmiths? Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I guess we might as well get right to the start of it. And I just, the other day I was thinking about this, um, how really everything we have done over the last couple years right has been yep. a direct result of tragedy you know that's totally. been our driving force um a little bit of backstory on that uh in 2014 i lost my mom to an eight-year battle with cancer um and that was by far the toughest thing in my life <laughs> Um, I know it had a profound impact on you. Yeah, that was real tough on our, not only our whole family, but the community. Um, just the way she lived her life, I think, rubbed off on everyone that was around her. So that made it very tough. Yeah, exactly. And the, the the part about it, for it was like, yes, she had cancer for eight years. She started off with breast cancer. She defeated that, you know. And then yep. on the late scan, they found she had cancer in her kidneys, has, had a kidney and a half removed. I think it was a kidney and three quarters of a, her other kidney removed. Um, and then, you know, she had this this bucket list because uh, <laughs> when you got cancer, you're obviously thinking about what what the end might be. And, mm -hmm. she, you know, she had this this dream board of things she wanted to accomplish and. And after kidney surgeries, one of the things you wanted to do was to ride this 75-mile bike ride. Um, and so it was the MS ride. She was able to do that in Wisconsin, which was really – it was as a kid, it was really uh, cool for me to watch. Um, because, what year did she do that? I remember seeing pictures from that and all the hype leading up to it. I remember that was an awesome thing that we were all talking about. 
I don't know the exact year, but I, I just remember because <laughs> it was after she got back from, from Cleveland where she had her kidney and three quarters of her other kidney removed. Yep. Um, like she was in such bad shape. She could barely walk. She was like breathing on this thing, which was supposed to help her lungs. Um, and me and Kevin were like trying to keep her happy by, uh, we would perform <laughs> these magic shows. Right. And yeah. this is, this was kind of maybe the start of our, our desire to like entertain in, in the filmmaking process. I but think I've, I've seen videos of these magic shows. I know we weren't very good, but it was, we were just, we wanted to do something to make her happy because she was going through such a tough thing. And for us, that was, that was what we thought of. And so to see her go from that to like, and I, it had to be like a year or two to ride a 75 mile bike ride. Um, that was pretty monumental. In a day, yeah, that was. I, I remember that this whole process very clearly. That was um, a really cool thing. So then, then she was able to do that, but then the the cancer once again came back and flared up in her uh, liver, and um, it just got to the point where uh, there was there was nothing they could do. And and when we found that out, for me, I mean, I had grown up my whole life. Um, with her battling this out and I had, she'd always been so positive and, and had such a great attitude about it um, that I didn't understand really. I, I always thought, of course she would defeat it. Right. Yep, I had that same mindset because of the way she lived her life throughout yeah. this whole process, you know, exactly. She, she was just beating it around every corner. And then all of a sudden the doctor says, um, says, there's nothing we can do. Uh, and I was in Iowa, right? Yeah. And I, I was in Florida with my uncle Tom, um, cause she wanted me to go on this, this annual trip we would always do every year. Uh, and her response to that, which I heard later was she told the doctor, I'm so sorry that, um, you had to tell me that. And, and I mean, can you imagine like from, if if someone came in and told me there's nothing you can do, you know, sir, you're going to die of cancer, my initial reaction would not be to be like, oh, sorry, doctor, I, I feel so bad for you having to say that, you know? I, mean, you know, I you would look be at that, so though. like, what? I, I would be so devastated inwardly that there's – it just shows – she had been going through this journey over eight years and it showed the point that she had gotten to where she was, she was thinking about the doctor having to tell her that you look at that moment and it just shows, you know, over that eight years, um, how she fought it and the faith that you have to have and the heart she had to be able to confidently apologize to the doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a special special person to be able to turn and say that you know i know that is and then and then there's just we were able to have in between between the time the doctor said that and the time um that she actually passed away was two weeks or something yeah um those were the most formative and incredible two weeks in my life but they were just i i don't know i i can't even uh say in words what what went on, but she, she literally became a saint. Um, and, and I know like, 
I'm not just saying this. You know, the, we, there was the bishop at the funeral said it too. Um, but it was just another story that kills me uh, is my brother, Mark. Um, he, you know, my mom wasn't able to stand up very well. And, and he was just trying to get her to like sit up and she sat up and then she said, you know what? I want to stand up. And so, uh, with Mark's help, they, they stood there and they were just standing there by the side of her hospital bed. And it went on for like 10 minutes. You know, my dad was just watching. Um, and I, I was driving back from Florida. I hadn't made it yet. Um, and Greg was uh, driving all night with, uh, yeah. Aunt Colleen's brother, Tom. Yeah, exactly. My uncle Tom, that was t- tough drive. But anyways, they're standing there for 10 minutes and at the end of it, she whispers into my brother's ear, um, that's your, that's your, uh, wedding dance. So the first time I heard this story, um, was at the celebration of her life at the funeral. Her brother, Tom told the story during her eulogy and Greg, do you remember the reaction of St. John Vianney when, when he said that? I have no idea. I was in the front row crying my eyes out. Yeah, so were 1,300 other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I just, my, I mean, she's the driving force. If you look at that event and losing her and who she became and and the example she set is the driving force for everything we've done in the years following, you know? Yep. Which is, that's pretty cool if you think about that. It all comes back to her, the lifestyle she lived, who she became, you know? Yeah. And that's what motivated us to start this little project. Yeah. And here and we a, are. <laughs> and a little bit of uh, more about the backstory. She, she started her own marketing and PR firm in southeastern Wisconsin, and it became one of the largest in, in southeastern Wisconsin. And she was just this incredibly se- successful, but like, uh, she was just such a good listener and um, the impact she had on so many was, it was, it was pretty remarkable. And so, I don't know. I just, she would be loving this. Eh? Yeah. Yep. Um, I think she would be happy with what we've done in the, the last couple of years and where we're at now. I, I think even during this whole process, I think we became closer. Um, I remember 100%. A week, uh, her and Greg's dad, my Uncle Dan, were in Switzerland, and Greg and his brother Mark came up to the Upper Peninsula where we stayed at Grandma's house for a week. Yeah. I think Grandpa might have thrown us out of the house a few times for <laughs> some wrestling or a wet swimsuit or two in the living room, but yeah, those are things that we'll remember the rest of our lives, is even a week like that at Grandma's house. Yeah. Uh, there's some specific memories that just off the top of my head will stick with me forever and we jumped in the lake and that downpour uh that rain remember that yeah that's one of the those are the moments you know the the moments that like we have this bit in the the documentary we shot but it, it talks about the moments that transcend time you know that connect you to the past and push you into the future it's just one of those moments you'll always remember um and, and that was a special one for me. I think though, to, to just kind of move us along, uh-huh. um, 
after she passed, uh, I was kind of in a, I don't know, all of a sudden, all the things in life that I had valued, I, I, you know, I wanted, (laughs) I, I, I dreamed of starting my own business and being successful and a millionaire and all that kind of stuff. It Mm -hmm. just seemed really shallow because I just looked at even the success that she had. And then when you bring it down to the end, none of that mattered in life. And so I just started totally reevaluating everything that I thought I knew. And the one thing that I grabbed onto was this dream board she had. And I, you know, I've told this story so many times and it's interesting how it, uh, how it, how it kind of, uh, how the retelling of it changes your view. But um, it, I remember sitting in my mom's closet after she passed with, with Mark, my brother, and we were just staring at this board. She had this, this dream board where she listed a bunch of things on, and she had accomplished a lot of them like that bike ride, but there were so many unfilled. And Mark turned to me and he goes, you know what would be cool? What if we went and we finished them? And all of a sudden that just, I felt so lost and so alone. And that idea placed in my head, just all of a sudden, I felt like I had purpose and meaning. So that's where you, you know, you chose what's next. You know, that's where the tragedy, we go back to the tragedy pushing um, what you did with your life. A hundred percent. Where you have two options. You can let that define you. Or go do a, do what you did, which I think from that moment transitioned the following summer. I remember you texting me about this idea that yeah. you had and asking if I was in on it. And I think that's when you started Gregory Has yeah. a List. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> essentially- I remember that started out in Portland um, before you came home from school at the end of the spring semester, 100%. right? 100%. Uh, essentially what I did is I, I took her items, put them on a list. Uh-huh. And then I started kind of adding my own things, you know, to it. And so I went mm-hmm. and I did this and, and Kevin was around while I was doing this, um, who I, we got to have him on the podcast at some point. Um, Celebrity appearance from Mr. Absolutely. Kevin. Uh, and so uh, essentially these are big, like some of the items she had on the list were like bigger stuff, like go to the Grand Canyon and, you know, stuff that would that would cost us some money to, like, figure out how to do it. Um, and some of the items I was putting on the list were, were bigger stuff. Uh, but what Kevin, Kevin brought to it, he's like, you know, what can we do here that's in line with this? You know, that's living how, you know, um, because I think the whole idea about the bucket list is we're trying to live this certain set of values, this certain set of ideas that my mom kind of left us with. And that's what I think her dream board was about. It was more about living this certain kind of life. And she felt like if I was doing that, I would be living out the life that I wanted to. And so in tune with that, Kevin's like, well, what can we do this summer? That's like around here, you know? And so that just got us on this big brainstorming situation, you know? Uh Yeah. That's when you two went to the uh, chalkboard. If I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, we right? created we created a little chalkboard. So Greg had this. Greg and Kevin had this probably eight by 
five, four foot chalkboard. And what did you two do? Sit down and list how many items do you think there were? That first um, Gregory. I mean, we just started. We were in my basement, and we just started writing down every idea that popped into our heads that we wanted to do, and no idea was too ridiculous. Um, And so then all of a sudden, we started, you know, honing them down. And this is when we got in contact with you and Owen. Mm -hmm. So Greg calls me, tells me like officially about the idea. Um, The list is down. I think the next week we were in Nashville together. Um, His brother, my cousin Mark, was running a marathon and we were there to support him for that. I think we spent that whole weekend, you know, brainstorming ideas for uh, Gregory has a list. Looking at Aunt Colleen's dream board, the items that we could possibly live out that were on there this that yep. summer, and uh, we were filming this whole thing too. There's probably footage of this. Summer. Oh, absolutely, and that's my thing. It was like that's part of the journey, totally. you know. And that... so that takes us back to the journey we're trying to share. Uh, we were filming then, trying to share it. Yeah, I I had a hundred dollar. Was little camera but i knew i loved (laughs) filming has had been my passion since i was very little i remember in eighth grade me and kevin uh shot an hour-long prequel to the star wars series which was a lot of fun and it just kind of sparked this passion for filming so i I would film everything and i'll vouch for you that was an awesome film (laughs) And, and so i would film everything and when we we decided that we were going to do this bucket list adventure and uh, we created this list and said, all right, this summer we're going after these items. Um, Of course I was going to film it too. And we started a YouTube channel called Gregory as a list. (laughs) Yep. So then what happened next? You guys decided there's, we put together a little group. I remember it was me, you, Owen, Kevin, was that the That was the original four? group, and um, with some guest appearances. We started but, a little Facebook. But, yeah, exactly. Essentially, we would just share lists, it. Everything on the list. I, 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 didn't, I honestly didn't really think many people would watch it, but all of a sudden, you know, people kept sharing this and sharing this and saying how inspiring <laughs> it was and whatnot, whatnot, and that just blew me away. I, I couldn't, like... I, it, Greg, let's, let's tell our... The viewers out there, uh, some of the items that were on your yeah. list. I'm sure they're all curious about this list. That exactly. It was simple stuff, all right? You have to realize we're thinking on the, the most practical level. What can we do? We don't have any money. What can we just go drive out and figure out how to do? So We're all broke. We have a car. That was in a $100 So it was like it. milk a cow, right? We're in Wisconsin. If you're in Wisconsin, you got to go milk a cow. Um, Went to the dairy farm and... Greg milk cow. Did you end up drinking? Oh some yeah, of that milk? I, dr- I drank the milk. I think I remember you taking a sip it, out of it. Milk a cow, ride an elephant. Yeah, we we first called the zoo. The zoo were wasn't down for it. With <laughs> this is a funny story. The zoo denied us because of insurance reasons, and so then we're like, oh, what are we gonna do? It turns out there's a circus that's in Wisconsin. We called the circus, and they're like, come on down. So. Um, it, we ended up getting to ride it at the circus, which which was a lot of fun. Uh, didn't they didn't they even let you wash the elephant too after? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if we got to, we like wiped it down with the rag. I don't know if it was a real washing, but it was it was fun. Okay. 
Yeah, we did other stuff <laughs> like we jumped off a bridge. We went to this cave system, Cave of the Mounts in Wisconsin. Um, it was just a lot of it. It was it was a lot of fun, uh, and we made all these great memories. And it was just, I just felt like my mom was with us on those those items. You know, it was just so simple, but it it was about so much more than just these little things. You know, these little items we were going out yeah. and doing. I think my favorite item off the list was when Greg calls me up. This is like we've been home from that uh, marathon in Nashville for probably a week or two, and he calls me up. Hey Nick, I'm like yeah, what's up? He starts telling me about the list. You know, there's probably 60 items. Was there 60 or how many were there originally? 40-something? I, I think the first summer we started off with 60. Though we didn't yeah, get to like, all of them in that summer. So Greg calls me and he's like, there's one item I need you to be in on. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, oh, boy. Like what, what could he possibly just need me to be in on? And he tells me he wants to raft the Mississippi on a homemade raft. <laughs> Oh, I got a trolling motor that we used to fish with. No, no, no trolling motor. We're going to use oars that we make from two by fours and uh, some pontoons from like the bottom of grandma's raft. Ever since I had read Huck Finn in grade school, I knew I had to do this. We listened to Huck Finn on that trip. Yeah, on the way there, I, I made sure we were listening to, you know, the adventures of Huck Finn on audio. So that was by far my uh, my favorite Gregory has a list moment for me. That was a um, blast. Though. I'm not gonna lie, that trip was it definitely pushed us outside our comfort zone because pushed us outside. We were at each other's throats for a few minutes. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, and and the problem was, I think like I know my dad was, um, and I think there were a lot of our family was a yeah, little bit worried about us being floating down the Mississippi on a homemade raft it, with not much experience going down rivers before. And in hindsight, that was probably a reasonable worry, though I think we were completely justified in doing it. I think we learned a lot in doing it. Oh, you know, yeah. It's all part of the, the experience, the journey. Exactly. The memories we created on that um, two-day trip yeah. and, and the coolest thing is so once again you know I, I brought the camera i was like we got to film this so we created this video uploaded it to youtube and i think right now what's it up to like seventy-five thousand? like 70 70 i don't know some, some 000, exactly there. 70 75 in the seventy thousands, and all of a sudden we're like you know what? We might actually be on to something here because people were just responding to what we were doing and we weren't even doing stuff that was, I didn't think that incredible. Um, yeah, we were like, we're just going out, um, having some weekend fun here and living out Aunt Colleen's bucket list. Yeah. And that's, I think, on that trip is when it might have hit us. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a powerful trip i think we learned a lot on that trip well we almost we could, died we entire... if we're being completely honest um if we were to listen to you we might yeah have... well here's what we didn't realize when we decided to raft down the mississippi river on our homemade raft with no motor just oars made out of two by fours um 
we didn't realize the river was what was it six feet high and six or seven feet high or something like six that, or right? seven feet high and i believe they were we were about to go through this lock and dam <laughs> and they were flooding the water over the dam and so if we would have gone like probably what like a hundred yards farther than what we did we very We'd well be would have been swept over <laughs> We we would have been swimming. Yeah, I would have been swimming. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been good. Dad, Uncle Dan, if you're listening, we made the right. Yeah, decision. we had it totally under control. We stopped for the night and uh-huh. cooked dinner. Yeah, and so essentially, though, you know, we kept on this, and it was just it, we meet interesting people, and it was a lot of fun, and. um it was just it just felt like I was actually living, you know? For the first time I felt like I was living. Yeah. On that on that Mississippi trip. And it's not that the the coolest thing about it, it's not like we were always happy. It wasn't like these blissful moments. It That was a very stressful incredibly event. stressful trip, but it was like we're doing what we wanna do by our you know, on our own yeah. for the first time in our lives and it was just really cool do you we gotta tell the viewers out there about when we hit that buoy (laughs) within the first five minutes so we launched the raft um where were we we were in trampolo wisconsin or something like that we launched the raft and the first thing we decided to do was cross to the minnesota side of the river so greg's steering and i'm up in the front of our little raft paddling like hell across this huge river Mm -hmm. and there's these green and red buoys in the middle marking for these huge ships that are coming through um and we're trying to get past those get we're going to hug the shoreline all the way to the end of the wisconsin border was our plan and we're crossing and i didn't realize how fast the current was going because of this high water (laughs) and we smacked this buoy so hard i think i almost dropped my uh oar Greg, I remember turning around looking at Greg, and his eyes were huge. I mean, this is a huge metal buoy. I thought the raft was going to break. I didn't realize. The thing I think both of us at that moment realized was how fast we were actually going. Yeah. When we hit that, it was like, holy cow, we're not paddling. We're just trying to get across it, and it's pulling us that hard down the river. I think that, I mean, it's a little more serious for... Um, the rest of that trip and we were thinking a little, little more clearly <laughs> yeah that was that was an eye-opener and and i think that was probably a good thing that happened because when we actually started to get into trouble um i think we were a little bit more alert but so after that trip i remember i was sitting home with my dad and we were watching <laughs> we were flipping through the channels nothing was on and we came across <laughs> a show on um, public television, right? And it, PBS. Yeah. And it was just, um, <laughs> it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> now I know a lot of people love PBS and I like shows on PBS, but it was just, it just, there's a couple. Yeah. It just wasn't, um, up to par with like, Exciting. Yeah, there wasn't much content there. Um, I mean, you guys know what's on PBS. Yeah, I don't think we need to overly justify no. this 
but the point was I was I was looking at that and then I was looking at this little video we shot on a a fifty dollar camera, a hundred dollar camera that got like seventy thousand views on YouTube and I'm thinking you know what? Maybe we could we could do something like this. And that little idea, um, once it got rolling, turned into what we now know as Don't Blink. Yep, so Greg picks up the phone, gives me a call again, and tells me his little idea, and starts talking about it, starts seeming like a pretty good idea, and I thought I was in, and that was the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you have to realize how insane this was. I mean, I'm 20 years old, all right? I've filmed a lot, and I've edited a lot, but I've only filmed on, like, a $100 camera. You know, I, I had this need in me to create. I loved it. I love everything about filmmaking. But, I mean, I hadn't, I have no experience with, like, creating an actual television show. And so I was just like, hey, why not? Like, you know, what do we have to lose? And and that was kind of, that's kind of been another that fr- mantra that we've been saying throughout this whole journey. I bet you that phrase will come up once every single episode. Yeah, 100%. I think we could chalk that up as the phrase of the episode. I agree. What do we have to lose? What, what do we have to lose? Because if you think about it, really, not much. Yeah, not at that point. Nothing at all. No. So I'm going to wrap up episode one of the Film Smith series here um, with that phrase itself, because I think that's a good stop. Absolutely. Episode one with what do we have to lose? And we'll pick up with that next week on the Film Smiths. Um, maybe we'll have a celebrity guest like Mr. Kevin Reardon come join Woo! us and tell us a little insight about the journey and what he thinks about what he's been a part of with us and We'll go from there. I mean, we're learning as we go, so bear with us. Yes. Uh, hopefully we get a little more polished up. First podcast ever. Sorry if we drove on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. first podcast. We might have got lost in a few different segments there. But, hey, we'll get better, I promise, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> Peace.